Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation with me, your host, Nikki Cross. I'm the founder of Thrive Life and Business, and as well as being a qualified coach, I'm also bringing you my insights into over 15 years of developing people. These days, you'll find me working with my clients and members every day to help them lead in their life and in business. And if this sounds like something you want to do too, stay tuned or contact me for private coaching or for more detail on my group membership, Thrive Together. You'll find everything you need in the show notes. This podcast is dedicated to making sure you feel empowered and reassured that you are totally not alone. So let's dive in. Today's episode is called, You Might Know It, But Are You Doing It? And I know that you can all relate to this one. I certainly can relate to this one. And this is definitely linked very intrinsically to the topic of the month inside Thrive Together, which is self-worth. So on the 14th of October is when I'm going to be running the workshop for self-worth. So if you're not a member and you'd like to join before that so that you can be on the live, go ahead. I'll leave the link in the show notes. If not, I'm going to be linking the episodes here on the Inner Work Conversation really closely. So let me give you an overview of the workshop so that you know the theme that all of the content that I'm going to record for you today is based on. In the workshop on the 14th, I'm going to be talking about your relationship with time, money and energy. I'm going to be talking about the choices that you make and how self-worth is linked to that. I'm going to be talking about how you nurture yourself, your priorities, and how your self-worth is linked to personal accountability, which is very much the topic of this episode. You might know it, but are you doing it? So it's that whole personal accountability piece. Um, And then also just dealing with the niggly stuff around your health, around your environment. And that links all the way back to, you might know it, but are you doing it? You might know that the clutter in that drawer pisses you off every time that you open it, but are you doing anything about it? And I thought this would be both an epic module to add to an already rich library inside Thrive Together, but a really great topic to bring live into this space onto, onto the podcast. And the reason that I think that is because too often I hear from you guys res- um, responding back to me when I've recorded a podcast episode or my one-to-one clients, or people inside Thrive Together even, that there's a trend in the messages and they they often go something like, I loved it, I loved the workshop, or I loved the episode, and I could really relate to X, Y, and Z, or you really, I felt like you were really talking to me, and I know logically what I've got to do, I just need to do it, I just need to practice it, I just need to stop avoiding it, or I just need to get on with it. There's always this link back to the caveat of, I know it, but I'm not doing it and I know that I'm not doing it. And that's the thing that I want to bring to the inner work conversation today. And the thing is on this, we have literally all been there. We have all tried to figure out this particular mystery. When I know that X, Y, and Z is good for me and it makes me feel great when I do it or it makes me feel so good when I make progress on it, why the fuck don't I do it? that question, that mystery. So let's dive into that today. And whoever you are, I know this will be useful for you to explore. You might be a one-to-one client of mine. You might be a Thrive Together member, or you might not work with me at all. You might, you know, you might just tune into this podcast every single week. Equally, you might be a business owner, or you might be employed, or you might be listening to this intro thinking how it applies to not your business or not in business, but to your personal life. It doesn't matter. At some point, I think we all come 
across this mystery in our own minds. And if you've ever not done something that you know will be good for you, if you've ever bought the book and not read it, or if you've ever watched the course or the webinar or came to one of my workshops and agreed with everything and made all the notes, but not actually implemented any of it into your own life, or maybe you've paid for a gym membership and hardly gone. <laughs> Firstly, know this, you're not alone. I raised my hand then, by the way. <laughs> That's why I was laughing. You're not alone. It's that common. And it's that common that I'm doing a whole episode on it. And while that might be helpful for you to hear, and yes, this podcast is about making you feel empowered and reassured that you're totally not alone. Reassurance doesn't quite cut it, does it? It's not particularly useful other than making you feel reassured. So what do we actually need to do about it? So that's what I want to get stuck into today. I feel like the first step here is to recognise the role that self-parenting plays in all of this. Hear me out. Inside of us, we have multiple, and I mean multiple, different personalities. So for me, for example, I know that inside of me lives a health freak who loves eating the rainbow and concentrating on nutrition. But equally, I know that inside me, there loves that there is a chocolate binging maniac that loves Nutella butties, right? <laughs> Gives zero shit about what time it is and whether it is appropriate or not to eat biscuits for breakfast. I know that both of those people, personalities, live inside of me. Inside of me, there is someone who is incredibly driven and motivated. And at the same time, there's someone inside of me that can't really be asked and is actually quite scared of doing the things that I do in my business. There's someone inside of me that cares that things are just so and really nice and tidy, the Virgo in me. <laughs> and then there's another part of me who couldn't give a shit. You know, do you, do you get the point? At this stage in the podcast, I think you've got to think about the people who live inside of you too, the different personalities who conflict with each other. My job, our job, is to manage all of those personalities. So it's a little bit like... If I was a mum and these personalities were my children, then I'd have to manage them and make all of my children behave in the ways that they need to behave for their own good. So I'd need to make sure that no fights broke out. I'd need to make sure they went to bed on time. I'd need to make sure they eat actual food and not just Nutella butties. This is what I mean by self-parenting. It's not enough to just be like, oh, well, this is just the way that I am and that's it. I can't do anything about it. It's just who I am. Because if your child gave you that excuse for not eating broccoli, you wouldn't have it. Self-parenting is that. It's knowing and acting on which part of you, which personality is allowed to be calling the shot to any one given time. Or if you prefer, you might like to think of this as managing yourself. But the reason that I call it self-parenting, and it's not something that I've made up, this is an actual um, theory, concept, whatever. The reason I call it self-parenting is that it calls into question how you manage yourself, right? So it's not just about managing those different personalities, it's also about how you do that. So let me give you an example. I'm gonna assume that you don't wanna be the parent who parents yourself in a restrictive way, one who says you can never do that and you can never do this or you must always do that or you must always do this. And I'd also assume that you wouldn't wanna be the type of parent to yourself or it wouldn't be a very good idea to parent yourself in a way that speaks to yourself like shit. Oh my God, you fucked that up, you absolute idiot. Why did you, like, literally, before I sent 
uh, no, before I started recording this podcast episode, I sent all of my newsletter subscribers an email to say, do you think that you would like me to start recording the podcast as well as filming myself at the same time so that you've got a video dimension for them as well? And I included links in the email. It didn't work. (laughs) Like Literally just didn't even check them. And this is exactly what I mean. In those moments, do you go, oh, you fucking idiot. You doofus. Why did you do that? you're wasting their time. You could literally take yourself down a self-pity, sad swamp mission. Or you can just go, oh shit, okay, right, how do I fix this? Because it's important to me that I don't waste their time and that they are able to give me the feedback that they want to give me. How do you speak to yourself in those moments, right? And I know that this is relatable regardless of, by the way, regardless of whether you've got kids or not, because we aren't talking about how you're parenting someone else. We're literally talking specifically about parenting yourself. And I know at some point you might have tried the all or nothing approach that I mentioned before. You might have been like, right, that's it. I'm not eating sugar anymore. Right, that's it. I'm giving up chocolate. Right, that's it. I'm going to the gym every day. Right, that's it. I'm going to journal every morning at five o'clock. It didn't last, did it? (laughs) I know, I know it didn't last because I have too been there. It didn't last because restriction, either way, whether it's you must always do this or you must never do that, it never really works. In this restriction, we aren't allowing ourselves to explore why we want what we want. Why is it that you wanna eat less sugar? Why is it that you wanna give up chocolate? Why is it that you wanna go to the gym more? Why is it that you wanna connect with yourself through journaling or meditation? What is that? What's the outcome that you want? And you're not giving yourself in this restrictive mode, you're not giving yourself the opportunity to grow in that way and to navigate how you can maintain a practice that gets you to that outcome. Does that make sense? So instead, with that restrictive all or nothing thing, you're removing that growth with a blanket, fuck it all. You're always doing this or you're never doing that. And equally, the parent style that I mentioned about speaking to yourself like shit, giving yourself down the banks, oh my God, you sent an email out to all hundreds of people and you didn't even check the links, you lazy shit. This is the reason that people aren't clicking on your emails. This And then going down that path, this equally is not the parent style that is gonna work. Just like it wouldn't work with a child, it will only invoke shame. And you have to ask yourself the question, are you ever gonna take empowered action, inspired, empowered action from a place of shame? Probably not. Self-parenting is caring more about the trajectory of your life over what feels good to you in that moment. And I can, I am a mother, so I can definitely, I have a 13 year old son and I can definitely relate to this to him in so much so as like, I imagine if I left him to his own devices, he would quite happily stay on the Xbox for hours and hours and hours, not come up for air, not come up for a drink or food. So I have to be the parent that reminds him in the best way that I know how, which isn't always perfect, that reminds him that he actually he has to do those things. So I hope that that's given you the relevant context to this episode. And I also hope that you feel seen in what I'm talking about as well. So if I give you an example, let's say I'm really struggling with my wellness and I invest in a new gym membership in a swanky new gym and I buy all of the new clothes, but I actually don't go to the gym. So the difference with this how, like this self-parenting that I'm talking about is instead of saying to yourself, oh my God, you absolute knob, 
you knew you weren't going to do it, you've bought all the gear, you've actually invested in that gym membership, you knew you weren't going to do it, look at you, this is the reason why you're unhealthy, this is the reason why you're gaining weight, now go and eat a family-sized Toblerone, (laughs) you all know what I mean, and instead of that, self-parenting the right way would be saying something like, hey, I see you, I see and acknowledge the step that you've taken to invest in that gym membership. I see and acknowledge the intention that you had. That was a big move. It takes courage to walk into a new gym that you've never been in before, right? I love you. I love you. And I want the best for you. I want you to feel healthy. God, I'm going to get myself upset here because I feel like I'm talking to myself. I want you to feel healthy. I want you to feel worthy of that time of stepping away from your work and getting yourself into a gym. I want that for you. So because I want that for you and because I love you, get your ass out of your warm bed because that does feel good in this moment. But the inner you knows that going into that gym is gonna be what is good for you. That's the difference. Self-parenting is about doing the difference between doing what feels good in this moment and what actually is good for you in terms of the trajectory of your life. That's the mindset that comes, the mindset shift that comes with self-parenting. It's like tapping into that higher part of yourself that's not associated with the part of you that wants the instant gratification. And let me tell you from experience, tapping into that higher part of yourself, it takes practice. It's an it's not an in-the-moment choice to connect with that part of yourself that can self-parent in a way that is empowering and is helpful, both in terms of helping you to do what you want to do, but also making sure that your self-esteem is intact at the same time. It takes practice to cultivate a relationship with that voice to use in a non-aggressive way that isn't restrictive, but instead is firmly loving. Many, many, many of my personal friends, but also my clients, thank me for tough love. And it, it fascinates me because I am very good at tough love and the reason that I am very good at it is because I I make it very clear that it's love, you know? It's not, when we say tough, we think aggressive, we think army, person, tyrant, shouting in your face. That's not what tough love is. So I recently had, I wanna give you an example of this, but I need to go on my phone to, to give you it. I recently had a Thrive Together member contact me and explain to me the reason why she wasn't making power planning on a Monday morning. Let me read this out to you because it's really, really interesting. So it says, okay, it says, power planning has changed my life already. Whoop, whoop. How on earth did I I manage before and expect to get anything done? Oh no, this isn't the message. (laughs) Let me scroll to it, hang on. Oh, here it is. So, okay, so let me just give you actually that message that I was reading out before. It's really important because I want you to hear that this person has established that power planning is good for them to do. So it says, power planning has changed my life already. How on earth did I manage before and expect to get anything done? I didn't factor in anything that I actually needed to do, like cleaning, food shopping, meal planning, yet all of that needed to be done, and I'd be annoyed when I actually had to do it. I would just... I would put study or work and business on my diary, so vague things, and then sit down and feel overwhelmed because I didn't actually know where to go or what to do. I'm so grateful I found you. Thank you. Can't wait till I can join some live calls. Roll on a few weeks and it says, 
I so wish I could make the power planning live calls. The first one I did make live, I'm just really struggling with time. Power planning has helped me so much, but I'm feeling very overwhelmed with everything I want and need to do, but feel so stuck with my day job. Okay, so you can imagine that the messages that I sent back were literally saying, look, this is the point of power planning. Power planning is there to help you discern the difference between the busy work and the work is actually gonna move you closer to where you need to be, given the time that you have actually got. So you can tell from this person's message that it's like, she, yeah, so it says, I feel so stuck with my day job. So I think this person is trying to set up a business, but is also trying to navigate a full-time job at the same time. Power planning helps you with that. Power planning helps you to actually see how much time you need to factor in for your personal obligations, for your self-care, for the people around you that you love and have an obligation to be there for, literally, like walking dogs and taking children to school. But what power planning also does is help you to see where you are holding yourself back by procrastinating. It helps you to see where you are not necessarily, you're, you're doing the busy work and you're filling your time up with the busy and easy work in order to avoid what's hard. And that's the point, right? It links so intrinsically with this episode. Oh, and by the way, sorry, that's the whole point of me telling you about that text message. By the way, the next day or the day after, I got another message from this particular person to say, Nikki, thanks so much for your voice notes. Thanks so much for your voice notes. Thank you for the tough love yesterday. I spent the night power planning my week. So this person then caught up on a replay of power planning. I spent my night power planning my week and I actually now have more time than I thought. I feel I feel again like a weight has been lifted and ready to smash my week. Gorgeous. And that's the point. Self-parenting yourself isn't about letting yourself always have what you want in this moment. And it's also not about letting yourself off the hook. It's knowing what to use in that moment. And what I'm really pleased about with this particular person is that they knew to contact me. Like that was them self-coaching. They knew to contact me because they knew what they were going to get back was that tough love. And maybe next time they'll recognize that, or maybe they're listening to this episode. Maybe the next time they'll recognize that and give that tough love to themselves. Self-parenting is about cultivating internal compassion and empathy by growing closer to yourself, reflecting on the decisions that you've made previously. And instead of berating yourself and judging yourself, it's about reflecting on the ways that you might have let yourself down and holding on to the lessons. So rather than spending your time and energy after you recognize that, being really cruel to yourself and saying mean things, instead going, oh, okay, I see where that went wrong. I'm gonna take the lessons. So for those of you who are inside Thrive Together, this is what we do weekly. You get an email from me on a Friday with a video where I am giving you specific prompts, enabling you to look back and reflect on your week. And you know this by now, that this isn't a self-judgment exercise. This is an opportunity for you to take the lessons. When you get that Friday email from me, I am asking you, how did you show up for yourself this week? This is exactly what I mean. I mean, look at how you supported yourself through your week, through your learning, literally taking the lessons so that when you show up in power planning on the Monday, you can implement those lessons into your week. No judgment, that part is important, but taking the lessons. If you've related to the beginning part of this episode, if you were listening to those examples and felt seen or even felt shame, 
then I know that this episode might not necessarily be giving you a quick fix that you might be craving, but what it might be doing is addressing that part of yourself that knows that the way you are self-parenting currently isn't ideal for you. You might be allowing yourself to get away with everything, literally letting yourself off the hook. You might be restricting, you might be going the other way and restricting everything and then binging. And this isn't just about food, yeah? This is applicable to restricting the amount of downtime, for example, that you've allowed yourself and then burning out. It's like that all or nothing thing that I see so many of my clients go through. And you might be giving yourself shit for literally any small fuck up. And with each blow, with each fuck up and each berating comment that you give yourself, it's like chip, 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 chipping away at your self-esteem. So whatever it is, I hope that you can hear in this episode the ways that you can change that inner chat that you're having with yourself. I hope this is encouraging you to grow closer to that inner chatter. And how is very simple, you get quiet, you walk into a room, you pop your phone on the side, and you go and sit at the opposite side of that room with a pen and paper for 30 minutes or close your eyes for 30 minutes. And do you know what? Nothing might come out at first and you might feel like it's a complete waste of your time. But very soon when you repeat that, it doesn't even have to be 30 minutes, it can be 10. Very soon when you repeat that exercise, you will soon uncover things that you never knew about yourself. That once you see it, you'll never be able to unsee it. There's immense value in this particular kind of practice. And it's free. This is also so, so applicable to on a Monday morning when I'm asking you to show up and I'm saying, you tell me your wins. And some of you will turn up and be like, oh, do you know what? I haven't really got any wins at the moment. I had a shite week last week. I could shake you in those moments. Literally, I could shake you. Are you messing? It is through those shite weeks that you probably have even more wins than you are giving yourself credit for. The resilience that you showed, the respect that you showed for yourself, the compassion that you showed yourself, not beating yourself up. The, um, what did I just mention? The respect that you showed yourself by stepping away, giving yourself time to think, the bravery it takes to admit to someone else, you don't know what you're doing. All of those things are wins. So, so often I see that the things that you're embarrassed about and the things that you feel like, oh, I didn't make as much progress as I wanted to, in those times, that's where your growth is. In those times. It's not, and this isn't, guys, this isn't just me being happy, clappy, positive. This is real. I cannot tell you one time, really, where everything's gone sweet, everything's gone my way, in life or in business, and everything's gone really well, and I've had massive growth from it. I don't know about you, but for me, the majority of my growth, real growth, has come from those moments where I've been on my knees, or confused, or frustrated, or when I've fucked up, you know? Can you relate to that? So self-parenting is about lovingly, compassionately, empathetically calling yourself out on your own bullshit, and in that, it's, it, yes, it is about giving yourself a big kick up the arse with love to get yourself out of bed that is warm and cuddly and into that gym class because you know it is good for your physical and mental health. It's about mustering the courage to actually turn up to power planning on a Monday with me and discern your priorities as opposed to just going with it and feeling like a victim through it all, especially when you feel confused and conflicted and like you don't have enough time because that's when it matters most. It's about doing the thing that you know is good for you despite how you feel in that moment, you know? 
So taking us all the way back to the beginning of this episode, I imagine that you could relate when I was explaining all of those conflicting parts of yourself. And today I hope from this episode that you can reflect on the way that you are managing, how you are managing those parts of yourself, because it enables you to reflect without judgment and with compassion and start to make more intentional choices about how you will manage yourself, how you will love yourself, how you will speak to yourself, Remembering that loving yourself doesn't always mean letting yourself do what might feel good in that moment, but loving yourself might actually mean doing the thing that you feel like least doing in that moment. One thing that I do wanna mention before I round up this episode is the other part of self-parenting that I wanna speak on today, and that's this whole piece on permission and encouragement in relation to self-parenting. So I wanna ask you to reflect on this. How often do you wait for permission or encouragement. And I'm not even talking about the big things here, like leaving your job or starting that project. I'm talking about the part of you that's like, oh, I just want to fill in the blank. It could just be like little things like I just want to feel peace, or it could be I just want to take some time out. Whatever it is, what are you waiting for? I talk a lot in my membership and on my Instagram about people pleasing, and it isn't uncommon when I dig into my clients' journeys of growing up. So both growing up as in being parented, but also growing up professionally, so with their bosses, it isn't uncommon for them to want that permission slip or want that encouragement from their parents or from their boss before they take the step. It's also not uncommon for them to seek that permission or encouragement in their partner or their friends or their family. And I can relate to that. When my mum died, I had to learn to parent myself. This was huge for me because I'd never really done that before. And so it was in little ways. For example, I I learned this by the way, because when I looked back over text messages and Facebook message conversations that I'd had with my mum, I noticed that I would text her saying, oh, like mum, I'm due on and I feel really tired. And as that divine mother oh, white feathers just gone past the window. <laughs> Madness. And as, sorry, and and as that divine mother, she would usually reply with something simple like, oh, just go and run yourself a bath and have an early night. And with that permission and encouragement, that is what I would do. But when she passed, I had to learn to do this for myself. And that is when you really start to notice how you self-parent. What kind of parent are you with yourself? Knowing that about yourself, are you the tyrant Are you the person that just makes yourself keep pushing and pushing and pushing and ignoring how you feel, you know? Or are you the person that allows yourself to do whatever the fuck you want and then wonders why they're not getting anywhere? What kind of parent are you with yourself? I hope this is resonating. The point here that I'm wanting to make before I wrap up is I want you to deeply consider how to manage the different parts of yourself, all of the ways in all of the things that I've mentioned today that you know that you should be doing because it serves you, you know? So like I mentioned earlier about nourishment and going to the gym and taking time out all the way through to how you speak to yourself when you feel you've let yourself down or how you speak to yourself when you can recognize there's a certain energy in you, but you're waiting for permission or encouragement to do something about it. My intention for you today is to reflect on this, perhaps even go back and listen to this episode again. I've intentionally tried to keep it. I have done it. I've kept it under 30 minutes for you to enable you to be able to do that. So I really hope that this episode has served you today. I 
could chat about this for ages actually and going back to the theme inside Thrive Together if you are listening to this episode and you are a Thrive Together member on the 14th of October strap yourselves in because we are in the workshop I'm going to be encouraging so much reflection around everything that I've talked about today and giving you so much to go off so that you can literally um implement all of this into your lives and into your business and I am so excited for that so excited for that if you're not a Thrive Together member and you've been listening along today I hope that you've gained so much value from this episode I'd love to hear from you share with me your feedback share with me the insights when you've reflected and you've um, thought about how this applies to you specifically in life and business I love hearing from you in those ways so with that I'm going to wrap up the episode thank you so much for being with me today and I will see you in the next episode I am always cheering you on thank you for being here with me today all the way to the end my goal is to get this podcast into the ear holes of everyone who would benefit from hearing it so i have a request for you please could you share this episode by clicking the share link and sending it to a friend a colleague and for bonus points leave me a review on itunes or tag me over on instagram If you want to contact me, the best place to find me is over on Instagram or you can just mail me direct on contact at tlb.org.uk. All the links are in the show notes. So until the next episode, have an intentional day. I am cheering you on.